like to do podcasting <laughs> thing, right? <laughs> it's important to stay on time. <laughs> so that's why I put the click in there. Um, it helps with the comedic timing. Yes. And it's typically around, it's typically 120. <laughs> oh, I do mine. I do mine much slower. Is that right? My comedic timing is much slower. Mm. Well, Matt Weddle, you're a delightful human. Uh, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a first uh, to do this uh, during the day. Your voice is very low. It's very low. <laughs> I haven't I haven't quite woken up yet. Monday at noon is my Saturday at eight AM. <laughs> uh, this is gonna be cool. I've been looking forward to this. Um and I've I've had the pleasure uh, of seeing you a bunch lately. Yeah. I mean, you've been out and about. That's right. Mixing it up. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been cool. I feel like there was a stretch of time when I just, I would never see you because, you know, you're working and I'm working. And and um, one of the silver linings of, of COVID is that I get to see you more often. So, yeah. Matt Weddle, um, also known as Obadiah Parker. And we might have talked about this before, but give me like I don't know anyone that has kind of like a stage name. Mm. You know what I'm th- you know what I'm yeah. saying? What, what this is this is also a part of the podcast called uh, "What's Up with That." <laughs> <laughs> so, so the first "What's Up with That" is. Obadiah Parker, where did that come from? And and is there is there like a uh, it feels like is it like a biblical reference? Obadiah f- feels like it's out of like the 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 Old Testament or something. It is no shit. Oh, you, by the way, and you, you can you you can, are correct. You can cuss on this podcast. <laughs> I'm not going to. Oh, I want to hear Matt Weddle cuss just like a sailor, surly drunken um, sailor on well, furlough. So Obadiah is. A book in the Old Testament. It's mm. a minor prophet. Whoa! But it's actually so. It's it's actually a character from a short story by Flannery O'Connor. Okay. She, uh, yeah, she's one of my favorite authors. She wrote a lot of short stories, and that was, I think it was the last one she wrote hmm. called Parker's Back. Anyways, hmm. but I think that she actually did take the name from like the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. So indirectly, it's from the Bible. And, and you thought. What I mean, what about that name struck you as th- this is going to be my thing? It wasn't like there. there's not like a short answer to that or uh-huh. like a real specific answer. Yeah. I mean, I really I mean, this was oh, my gosh. I mean, 15 years ago that right. I took that name. So right. it was just I, I love the story and really resonated with it. And yeah, but it wasn't necess- there wasn't like a specific reason mm-hmm. like a this symbolizes this right or anything like that you're just like cool name yeah and it was a in the beginning it was a band name mm-hmm. so just to be super confusing right obadiah parker was a band right and that's when i met you right and we were talking the other night about you know some of the early our early memories of working together and um that you know the yeah you, there was a drummer like a, a, a keys player a bass player mm-hmm. and you. It yeah. was a four piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, and we would, you know, I would open up for your band. We played, uh, we played out in Tucson. We played at the clubhouse with my band, Ten Dollar Outfit. Mm-hmm. There, there must have been more, but you know, and we can't have a conversation about the, that time and not discuss the elephant in the room, which is well, that's not an elephant. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but hey, yeah, I mean, holy shit, bro! Yeah. It's I, called hey, yeah, hey, yeah. We, Sorry, if we're I, gonna talk about. It, we should get it right. Did I say yeah? <laughs> you did. Hey, see, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just not hip. Um, I'm not hip. Um, yeah, holy shit! I remember seeing that video, and I mean, it's one of the earliest, um, like. Uh, what do they call it when when something just blows up and like breaks the internet? It's it was like a, um, a viral a, a, like the first viral video uh-huh. that I had any connection to. That I, I was like I know that guy like how f- cool is that? Um, and I love the fact it's it's just like it's like you you're playing at like some coffee shop and you're you know whatever fifteen years ago or how many years ago. This young kid playing this tune, and then so, so somebody recorded it just by chance. Yeah, it was a it was a studio open mic. So a guy oh, okay. we were doing a mic like a, a open mic, and the and um a guy named uh, Micah Bentley was like recording it, so you could pay oh like five bucks and like get a recording. <laughs> Insane. Yeah. And so you have this recording? No, no, you I don't didn't have even it. have the recording. No kidding. So this is so there was another oh my guy. God. There was another guy that was just like a fan of Micah's and he would come see me play sometimes and he asked Micah for the recording and Micah gave it to him and then he went home and edited yeah. the original music video right. inside of it and like went back and forth yeah. and yeah. then he posted it. No, you didn't even post it. No, brother, I didn't do anything. <laughs> and this, this whole thing happened like really despite my best efforts. <laughs> like, Holy cow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So all this stuff is happening kind of behind the scenes. You're not even aware of it. Some guy happens to record it. Some other dude's like, can I have it? He gets it, chops it up, and and um, and um, mixes in the, the outcast version of Hey Ya and your version. And you didn't even know that this was happening. He posts it to YouTube mm-hmm. and what happens next like when do you come into this equation yeah he like, <laughs> <laughs> like at, what, at what point are you involved in this huge success what, <laughs> that is i think is yet to happen <laughs> so no he like sent me a link and showed it to us and we were like oh cool yeah but there was no sense that it had like any potential yeah. for anything it was just like a cute little yeah video I mean, like you said, like this is before, like how cute. I don't even think <laughs> how cute, so cute right now. Might delete later. <laughs> felt, felt cute. Might delete. <laughs> I mean, it was before people even used the word viral video. Mm-hmm. Right and now, like you know, doing acoustic covers of hip hop songs is like a cottage industry. It's the thing. It's like yeah. a way to yeah. make a living. But yeah. at then it, we had no idea. So holy moly. So I mean, it was. I mean, it was a couple months after that video was posted. It just kind of lived online and then it, you know, it just blew up. Holy like, moly. Like those things do. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I'm curious, kind of the back end of that. Now, obviously, um, you you do do, do you pay Outcast for, for the rights, you know, or to, to to license it, basically? Yeah. Um, Did they reach out to you? They're like, hey, uh, first of all, uh, great job. Second of all, we're gonna need some bread, uh, you know. I did. I didn't get an attaboy at all. No from, kidding. From Andre 3000 or <laughs> very disappointing. <laughs> or Big Boy or <laughs> anyone in that crew. Um, no, I mean, like for the video, it was never licensed. I mean, okay. This was like, this is just right. so Pre, that, That's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah. like, it's like the Wild West of recording other people's music. Yeah. So, I mean, at that point, what I did, and this is probably what I did. The one part that I did is I recorded a version of it and then put it on iTunes. And so people would pay 99 cents to buy the song. Right. Okay. And at that point you pay a, right. a digital licensing. Fee. Right. Sure. Okay. And okay. So for the video, n- nothing. Yeah. I never got licensed. Wow. And then, and then you recorded it kind of a cleaner acoustic version mm-hmm. in a studio, put it on a record. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, as you do it, you know, but a bit more easy or navigable process, right? It, it Okay. You pay the songwriter. Okay. Um, and then I didn't know this, but I just recently read your bio because we're playing a show together. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was at the, what top 10, I don't know, sorry, I'm spacing on the, the, the detail, but it's like, there was like the top 10, uh, downloaded song in, in a, any, whatever year that was is. Yeah, that's probably true. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I have to tell you, it I was in your bio, remember. bro. It's in my bio, and I would have to refer to my bio to remember exactly <laughs> what it is. Well, it was some stat like that. It was yeah, like, it's whatever. It was one of the top uh, downloaded songs. Yeah, maybe for like 20, singer songwriter. Yes, genre. in a genre, right? Yeah, yeah. In any particular, whatever year that was. Yeah, mm-hmm. which six or seven or something. Which blows my mind. Yeah, I mean, not that it's not a great song and a great version, but I mean. I'd be curious to go back to that year, to that, you know, what other songs were See released. I, yeah, you know. <laughs> it's incredible. It, it, was a, it was a thin year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ray LaMontagne took, it, took that year off. So He actually released his crazy cover that year. Is that right? Yeah. So it was like. Oh, my God. Kind of intended with that. Oh, my God. That's just, it, that just blows my mind. And then fast forward. I think I told you this story. 20 the summer of 2012 i was working on a cruise ship and we were in stockholm and uh was walking by a cafe and on their little stereo system was that song your version Mm -hmm. you know and i think i got back on the ship and i and i sent you a message i was like man what (laughs) it's incredible (laughs) it really is incredible (laughs) i mean gosh Okay, incredible, uh, uh, like this this viral uh, success, and you start to, I mean, you, you had been working in town, in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. You grew up here. Yeah. Yeah, East Phoenix. Yeah. I went to high school at Brophy. Oh, oh no shit. Um, I spent a lot of time in, like, South Scottsdale. Yeah. Yeah, right around here. And uh, did you do ASU? No. I did, like, Scottsdale Community College for a minute. Okay. But no. And then you're like... For yeah, I'm out. I'm out. Thanks. <laughs> and when did becoming a musician uh, 
Like, was there a moment where you're like, no, I'm going to do this full time? Or did it happen organically? Or, yeah, or I'm trying to think. Because so you remember, were playing in church? Yeah, I grew up playing in church. And then Obadiah Parker, the band, right. like those were the those are the guys that I grew up playing with in church. No kidding. And then we just started doing like, yeah, I started writing songs that like weren't church songs. Right. And so we just started playing out. We were playing, I think Eddie Matney's was like one of the first places we played like Whoa, down the street. That, that rings a bell. Yeah, we just started playing. And then... Yeah, I was just doing like open mics and yeah. coffee houses and that's yeah. when the Hey I Think got recorded. And at the time right. I was working at a call center and I remember like when the Hey I Think blew up, I would, like at lunch break, like at every break at the call center, I would just go up to the computers, like the computer, like the office where the computers were and sign on and just go to like YouTube and see how many hits there were, read all the comments. It was like, <laughs> yeah, just get that adrenaline hit yeah. to like keep me going for the next four hours. Right, right, right. <laughs> And then You're like this job sucks, but I have 15 million views on YouTube, yeah. so I'll be cool. For yeah, the I'm day. just I'm waiting for someone to call. Yeah, to, like offer me a record contract. Yeah, or, like that never take happened. Me on tour with Coldplay. Yeah, no, it never happened. But it did. Uh, I do remember Howard Stern shouted it out. Yeah, that was a, that was years later. Really? Yeah, I mean, it's just it's got legs, man. Yeah. So like every every few years, like something would happen where like it would be on a TV show. Howard Stern would pick it up. Joe Rogan like had it like kind of no like way. someone played it on his podcast and they did like a I don't know, 6 minute segment on it. Holy moly. And that was just like a couple years ago. That's incredible. Yeah, it's weird. Talk about legs. Jesus. That's um, insane. Yeah, so I I quit the call center when I just like couldn't do it anymore. I remember my supervisor one afternoon she just like looked over at me and she's like, "Matt, do you want to be here anymore?" I'm sorry. Who wants to be at a call center? Does she have to ask that question? <laughs> That's what I did. I just said no. <laughs> but said, are you surprised, lady? <laughs> I mean, she was so sweet. She was so sweet. And then she said, "Do you want to finish out the day, or do you want to just go up and do your exit interview at HR?" And I'm like, I think I want to go do the interview. Oh my god! <laughs> and I just like walked out the door. I was so thankful. She really did me a solid. That's like, so awesome. Nice. That but then so at that point I was like living with my folks and I was starting to play some gigs, Yeah, you know? And, and I was like, I think, I think I might just be able to not get a job for a little while. Yeah. And then that turned into like 10 years 15 years later. Years later. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I haven't got a job yet. That's awesome. That's rad. My baby don't mess around because she loves me so and this I know for sure But does she really want him or can't stand to see me walk out the door I can't stand to fight the feeling cause the thought alone is killing me right now Thank God for mom and dad for sticking two together Cause we don't know how And hey, uh, hey, uh, hey, uh, hey, uh, You got it, and oh, you think you got it, but got it, just don't get it till there's nothing at all. We 
get together, oh, we get together. Except it's always better when there's feelings involved. If what they say that nothing is forever, oh, the what makes, the what makes, the what makes you love the exceptions? Why, 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 why are we so in denial when we know we're not happy here? So the story goes with Matt Whittle, a.k.a. Obadiah Parker, a.k.a. the ginger, the ginger bearded man, uh, a.k.a. What's your rap name? What's your hip hop name? <laughs> it may surprise you to know that I've never had a rap name. What? I've, I've, I, that I am surprised. Never been bestowed. Wow. Just really never been in that scene. Yeah. That's surprising to me. Yeah. I found myself, uh, last year, you know, in the middle of this tour that got can you know, basically canceled. And, uh, I found myself really struggling with my sense of self mm. because, uh, I identify um, or I s- find my value in performing. Mm. Uh, and when that's taken away, I really struggled with, you know, what um, what is my value? What am I giving back? Mm. Uh, who am I if I can't be who I want to be? Yeah. You know, um, how did, did you have any... Did those thoughts come into your head or, or, or when that when kind of COVID happened, was it kind of a r- relief for you? Because, you know, we've talked about this before that, you know, playing playing the, the, the local gigs can can be a, a grind. And on some level, I, you know, uh, it's, it's, there's a there's a there's like a, a, a touch of relief. You're like, OK, I can't go play that 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 dumb wine bar gig or whatever. Uh, what? How did it affect you? Yeah, I was like, I was already in the process mm-hmm. of like stepping back. Right. So probably a year and a half ago, maybe like six months before the pandemic happened, like I was already yeah. like scaling way back. Right. So I had stopped playing almost all of my like regular gigs. Right. And I was just doing like kind of corporates or weddings, like kind of more event stuff. Right. And really like that was... I was just, I was just so burnt out. Yeah. I was really hurting. And after well, like years and years of yeah. working so much, yeah, I think I realized that I had made this deal with myself, you know, that I was going to play these gigs mm-hmm. for people that were not paying attention right? and may or may not be paying attention or whatever. Right. But like, I mean, it just, it feels like kind of playing at the back of people's heads right. a lot of times. Right. right. I mean, sometimes you'll find a gig that's really great. And, yeah. Um, but I mean, it's, it feels like a grind yeah. and, and there was just a choice of like, okay, I can make a living at this and honestly like make more money than I ever thought I would being mm-hmm. a musician after like, you know, 10 years of kind of building that business up right. and, uh, yeah, getting, getting good at the business side and making connections and, you know, getting better mm-hmm. and better gigs. Um, but I think that I started to realize like the cost, mm-hmm. um, that it was taking on me, like just kind of playing these gigs where people a, yeah. lo- a lot of people weren't paying attention. Yeah. And I realized that I had just kind of gotten this message that like my music was like disposable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, yep. and I thought that I could just trade that in with being like, listen, I'm making money off of this. Like I'm going to go make right. m- money and be able to like support my family and right. 
you know, this is, this beats working like an eight hour shift at the call center. Right. But I think it just came down to like, I, I, this is, yeah, it's just, it's, it's a bigger toll than I thought it would be. So at that point, and, and I was so burnt out with music that I just found that I wasn't ever picking up my guitar. Right. I wasn't even ever like turning on music. Right. I I was just listening to podcasts and like audio books. And I'm like, this is awful. This is like, and it, it became a job. Right. And, 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 and the maybe the inspiration or the feeling that, that that we had maybe you know 15 or 20 years ago playing guitar as some sort of cathartic uh creative thing mm-hmm. became a grind and and I totally share the sentiment of like um uh this is not valued and that was reinforced yeah. again um in covid for me like mm. we're not essential yeah. uh good luck uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe in a, in a year and a half, uh, people will will be able to appreciate you, and maybe not, you know. Mm-hmm. But but, you know, good luck. We'd love for you to stick around, basically. Yeah. But but, yeah. So that that whole thing really messed uh, with my head, and mm-hmm. I and I think you know, like you, um, on some level was was pulling away from the local stuff, but I had this other the other things that were happening, the touring with. Yeah. Live from Laurel Canyon and and the Sweet Remains, and the Europe tours, you know mm-hmm. that really filled my cup. Yeah. So I could step away. Right. Uh, financially, it was fine. Uh, kind of like emotionally, I felt valued and fulfilled, and I was, you know, and so you know, over the past, I don't know, five or six, seven years, um, no shit, ten. So my first tour in Europe was two thousand nine. And that, you know, a couple of years later, The Sweet Remains started to tour and then Laugh from Laurel Kane, 2013. Anyway, um, I could step away from the local stuff and I felt great about it. But, you know, the the, uh, the, the flip of that coin <clears throat> is that you're kind of off the list now. You yeah. did need that bread yeah. or you did need that gig. Uh, you just, you don't get the calls because the other cats, have you know, like you, have, have been there for... 10 years right. and, and I play every Friday and that's my thing, you know? Yeah. It's really hard to turn down work, Yeah, you know, like when you can't. So like, so when I started like making that transition, it was, it was hard yeah. and it took me like probably a year or two of really like really contemplating it to finally take that plunge mm-hmm. and be like, okay, I'm going to turn down these gigs. I'm going to stop taking new stuff. I'm yeah. just going to kind of trust that like by making this transition, like something will come up and it was really just trying to like explore other ways of kind of making money and spending my time just to kind of take the pressure off of yeah, the music right? so that I could play the music that I wanted to play in a theater show. It's yeah. like, you know, I, I, I don't do it anymore because I'm so like, well, I mean, you know, before the pandemic and before I kind of made the transition, I was so burnt out playing, mm. you know, five nights a week, right. six nights a week, at these other places, like doing a theater show was really hard, right. like to do the booking and like get the material ready right. and then doing the show. Like they just, I just lost the energy for it. So I yeah. just did less and less of those. So now kind of after making the transition, that's the idea mm. is that I'm not like quitting music. Right. Um, but I'm trying to take the pressure off of music to like make my living. Right. So that I can be more choosy about what I do and do well, stuff that fills me up. And I don't know about you, but, you know, sometimes the the less I work, the more creative I am. Oh, I've experienced, I mean, this last year. Right. Like you talk about the pandemic. I yeah. mean, for me, I was already looking for a break. Right. So then once I was like, okay, I'm, I'm ready for this. Right. <laughs> and, and, right. And luckily I had done it to where I had like gotten some other income, like to even just a little part-time job, mm-hmm. just like make the transition. So it was a little bit easier for me. Uh, I didn't have like a ton of financial stress. Right. Um, right. 
but but yeah so that break has just been it's been great honestly. and have you have you been writing and and no <laughs> <laughs> we can get into that just but, take a break break like but, a serious break no man i just i i mean i struggle with writing in yeah. general it's and I, I, a lot of it is kind of that burnout mm-hmm. and and i don't know there's a lot of stuff we can unpack that but I, but even yeah. just like feeling like i'm picking up my guitar more and i'm listening to music more right and when i've you know started to do like little gigs like i i really enjoy it it's yeah. like it's so nice to play music and yeah play with other people, yes. you know, play with our friends That's, and sit in with friends. And that has been, been great. That has been incredible. Um, I definitely think, what is the saying? I, I took it for granted, mm-hmm. you know, just being able to play music with other people. I was getting burned out on the solo stuff yeah. for sure. Yeah. Uh, and, and when it's, and when it feels thankless as a, as a, as a trio, mm-hmm. it's a different, it's a different thing than f- feeling thankless as a solo. hundred oh, percent. At least you're, at least you have a hang with your buddies and you're making music and who yeah. cares who's listening. But oh, yeah. and uh, the solo guy in the corner is ready to jump off a bridge. I tell, at, I tell people like there's not a more lonely feeling yeah, yeah. than doing a solo gig yeah. when you feel like no one's paying attention. Yeah. It's crazy. Yes. It's the epitome of like standing in a room, like a crowded room and just feeling completely alone and yes. totally invisible. Unseen. Yeah. Yeah. To the point where like playing playing a trio or even a duo is like fuck these other people. We're just here like right. we're, <laughs> we're gonna just have a gonna ball. Play what we yeah, want, whatever like, we want. Yeah, you're gonna come up with a request. I'm gonna say I don't know it. <laughs> Go back to your table. I'm doing this <laughs> thing over here. <clears throat> no, yeah. Um, it's been great. You know, um, well the 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 you know I wasn't looking for a break, but are I, we giving too much away? Like no. are we are we let like are people gonna see us perform and they're just thinking like, they're just thinking like fuck me right now they don't care about me <laughs> no no we're gonna get a pity tip places are gonna <laughs> we're gonna get pity tips and maybe we'll even get like pity gigs you know I, like, I think people are gonna stop hiring us they're like these these guys are so, so jaded yeah these are sad sad humans that find no joy yeah. in what they're doing just for the record I fake it really well I'm really polite to people when they go talk to me. Uh, I'm, I'm really a joy to yeah. watch perform. No, yeah, it's gonna change your life. <laughs> no, it's it's been nice, you know the the, the little uh, thaw that that's happening and and um, you know, yeah, as you said, the you know the mim, one of my favorite stages on the planet, and they are looking for uh, some some content. So I you know I love putting that together, mm-hmm. and that's a great hang, and you know all the performing arts centers are, are starting to do stuff. And, and those are the yeah. gigs that I wanted to do anyway. Yeah. You know, so it's been great. I'm, I mean, uh, it's been great that they're coming back. Not, not yeah. last year was great. I mean, and I, and I just, I, not only did I not, not only could I not work, but I also lost interest in, in being creative. You know, I did mm-hmm. the transition to the live stream thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was very strange. Uh, but, at least it kept me sharp, you know? Yeah. Um, and then I got, I did a hundred episodes and I'm like, okay, I'm done, I'm done with that. Yeah. And then I'm going to do this Steely Dan thing. And that was cool. But I just, I wasn't writing. I haven't really been writing yeah. my own stuff. Luckily, um, Rich, my colleague in the, in the Sweet Remains is like, he writes like a song before breakfast. Yeah. That, that's so, nice when you have three of you. It's like, I at know least, at least one of us can carry Someone, it. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's doing something. So for you that like not writing that you you've, you just kind of lost interest in being creative? No, no. I I I just don't feel creative. Okay. And I and I'm and I'm definitely not a songwriter that like wakes up, 
yeah. has a cup of coffee, sits down, and, and starts writing. It it it's definitely like a oh, like those professionals, right? Like yeah, professional songwriter. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like professional musicians, yeah. they, they approach it in a way uh, that's professional. Um, no, I'm definitely like a, a little bit more of a cerebral, uh, cerebral writer in the sense that, you know, I, I have to see the flash mm. and then I chase it. Yeah. Uh, but I can't wake up and manufacture the flash. Okay. And that's not great. I mean, I, well, then you just kind of take like dry spells. You right. Just gotta, you kind of got to take them and got roll it. with it. Right. Right. I mean, and, and, and I guess... Um, I might not have been writing my own content, but mm -hmm. you know, recording the the yeah. stuff, and I'm and I'm 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 creative, but just not in that particular way. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, this podcast, this mm -hmm. is a serious thing, very serious. I mean, look at this rig. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a laptop. There's a laptop here. There's some cables. Ah, look at these. Look, this, this, this is a cable. This, there's two microphones. There's got a little box with some flashing lights. Yeah, I got a stands for the. It's is a, This is a, a headphone thing that you that you can use. <laughs> we can change the volume on this. Stuff? We can adjust volume uh, individually. That's no, very serious. It's a professional situation. Oh God. <laughs> What's your summer look like? My summers typically would would be completely dry in in, in a great year uh i would i i would take the summers to go do like travel or go you know back east and yeah, visit right. family and yeah um yeah i think it's and i don't think that's going to change <laughs> yeah i think this summer's gonna be pretty quiet yeah do you have any plans do you no. or does does your work typically slow down in the summer or do you work kind of through it it's been it's been wildly different. So there's really? been summers that I've like most of the summers that I've been working have been really consistent and I've been mm -hmm. really lucky with that. Mm -hmm. And then and then the last couple have been pretty dry. Mm -hmm. And that actually was one of the reasons why like I kind of found the motivation to like not go back. Mm -hmm. So right. that was the thing when I had a really dry summer instead of like going rustling up the gates come back, I was like actually I'm going to that's when I started making the transition it was last fall. So Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know about this summer. I mean, honestly, like I'm coming back and I'm just enjoying playing. Yeah. So I'm just like taking stuff that yeah. I wouldn't have taken before. Yes. And just kind of trying to play it really slow because I don't want to get to that burnout place again. Right. Um. So, yeah, I think I'm just trying to go really slow and just kind of see how it comes. I don't have a ton of plans for the summer or anything. We're yeah. just kind of chilling out. Yeah. So hopefully going camping. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> you have all that gear? Yeah. Me and my son really like to go camping. It's really fun. I, I don't have any of that gear but it's like i like i enjoy i grew up going on camping trips with my with my family and this might be too much information but i think i was conceived in a tent <laughs> right so i have like a like a very close connection to nylon pr products <laughs> 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 oh, uh, yeah, we should have a. We should just like take some singer songwriters and go camping and not write songs. Yeah, <laughs> just drink whiskey and cook fish on a Coleman grill and yeah, call it good. <laughs> I'll bring the gear. We'll go. We'll go. We'll All right. It. Where do you go? Like I don't even know where to go. Just up in the woods, man. Just go. Yeah, they're they're, they're close. There's a ton of stuff up Coconino or Tonto Forest. There's a lot of good places. Hmm. And you yeah. go for a weekend. Yeah, we usually go for like three, three, four nights. Damn. It's just a sweet spot. Because hmm. hmm. it, it takes a lot of work to like set up. That's and tear what I'm down. saying. That's so you don't want to go saying. for like a night. Right. 
And are there like facilities there? Uh, it, yeah, it depends. I mean, you can get like vault toilets. Oh, is like really common. What the hell is that? Well, it's like a hole in the ground. Ah, with like a toilet on top of it. So it's just like the top of the john. Yeah, and you and you put it over the hole, and over a hole in the ground. <laughs> and you just yeah. go. So you just don't don't look down the hole. And just you're fine. don't don't look down, <laughs> and everything is cool. Yeah. Okay. Oh, this is good. This is good. This is good camping insider info. Yeah. I think I think the camping enthusiasts who are listening to this podcast <laughs> are really going to appreciate this information. <laughs> They're probably like, they don't know what they're talking about. They don't about. know. They have no idea how to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, certainly Brian doesn't. I'm an amateur. I just, yeah. get, I just get out there and do it. I like it. I have a 10 year old. He doesn't care. He doesn't even know. No, he just he wants does. to, he just wants to pee in the woods. Yeah. And he's yeah. great. <laughs> hey, it's the simple pleasures in life. He's learning a valuable lesson. Good God. Let's take another break. And then we're going to get to my second. What's up with that? question are you ready <laughs> let's do it I haven't seen him for a year or so heard him in and out so still he goes so what do you got uh, what do you got cooking what's, what's the next uh, project for you are you doing another uh, tip jar uh, no no Never again. No. <laughs> How many did you do? You did like three or four, right? Yeah, I've got like three of them. They're just like little EPs of covers. I mean, those are nice things that I can just kind of put out whenever. Yeah. And never do. <laughs> like, you can because, do it like, whenever, but you never do. Yeah, I'm always like thinking about it. I've always got like a note on my phone of like, you know, songs for the next one. And, right. And I just never, even even the pandemic, like I just haven't, haven't yeah. done it. I mean, part of that is probably burnout, but. Right. Yeah, I should. I mean, it would it would be so good for me to just like have that creative thing. Yeah. Know? But I just without a deadline, I never do it. Right. So, right. So it's a big. You need yeah. You need that self motivation. Yeah. And do you feel like you know? So I'm doing the these uh, Steely Dan EPs, mm -hmm. and you you, know, know, you released a second one coming up. It's, I actually I just got this morning. I got the base the last track. Yeah. So I'm gonna sync that in, uh, and then yeah, as soon as it you know. Uh, it's all basically ready to go. Got the art ready. Have some promo ready. I just have to uh, finish up this one last song. But um, I'm also like, like, who cares? You know, <laughs> man, I'm gonna change the name of this podcast to Burnout, Burned Out, and Unmotivated. That's the new name of this podcast. No, like, just you know, I don't know, man. The the this you know the state of the music industry now, and like the whether whatever the the point zero zero four cents that you get per stream. Um, it's and no one, you know, no one really buys records anymore, and I don't know. I just like it's part of me. I mean, I I do it, you know, I do it because I love it, and I've actually really been getting into um, the mixing a process. I've mm -hmm. never really done that before, so oh, I'm cool. do, doing all the mixing, and that's really fun. I really dig it, but it's but yeah, it's like who am I? I'm I'm, I'm really doing it just for me to 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 stay yeah. busy and creative and and blah blah. blah. Um, and you know, it's not like, um, you know, Steely Dan, you know, it's kind of a, a niche, uh, a niche market, but 
Yeah, like if you had, if you were like, how am I going to make money mm-hmm. and get my name out there? <laughs> it's, it's not from CD. Like this wouldn't be the project <laughs> you would use. I know. But I, I feel like that's the process for all creatives, right? Yeah. Like finding like, I mean, there's just such a small, small, like a tiny percentage of people that are able to like support themselves on like doing the art that they just, just would do for themselves, right. you know? And, right. and so I mean, it's just, I feel like we've kind of like come to a, like a compromise with that. Like we do what we love right? and we get paid for it, but, it, but it's still not exactly right. Like we have to right. make compromises and play, play places that don't right. always feel great or, or whatever. And then, right. and then kind of do these other things that feel really great to us. But I feel like you just have to like temper expectations or even just like, know really like why I'm doing this. Like this one is really for me right. and to like enjoy this process and to challenge myself creativity creatively and to be in that. And, and like, you know, we have the ability to like put it out in the world really easily because right. of technology and people can find it. And I think that's great. But I think like for me, that's one thing that I learned from Heya, you know, like is, is I just had such huge expectations once it started to blow up. Like we kind of talked about it a little bit. Like mm-hmm. I was just expecting it to like explode my career. Right. And when it didn't really do that, I felt so much disappointment. Right. Right. And then I realized like, because I was so disappointed in what wasn't happening, I was missing all of these incredible things that were happening. Mm-hmm. And so I was like getting these emails from these people that were sending me these stories mm-hmm. that were like really connecting not only to Hey Ya, but like my original music mm-hmm. that they found through Hey Ya. Right. And there were these incredible stories and I, I, and I wasn't really like allowing them to sink in because I was so focused on like the thing that was going to happen. Right. And once I made that shift, once I kind of, and I had to really let go of making it or whatever right. that thing was, right. uh, I felt like I really started to appreciate what was happening and yeah. these connections that I was making with people like all over the world. Um, and just like enjoying playing music, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah. So I feel like that's a part of like being creative is when there's a whole section of how you, you know, like monetize it and make it, make a living at it or whatever. But when you're talking about like making it for yourself, I feel like it's really important to just like have expectations and know like why you're doing it. Like what is success? Yeah. Yeah, I don't don't know. Yeah. I I think that I've been starting to, I mean, I don't know about you, but I never, even as a kid, I, I, it, it wasn't like fame or success necessarily that um, inspired me. Um, it, it certainly was the music first it, and it always has been. I just, I wanted to be able to work as a musician. That's like it. I just wanted to, I didn't want to be a star. I just, I just thought how cool would it be to be paid? And you're doing that. And I'm doing it. And you're like traveling all over the world, like playing with like these incredible musicians. Yeah. Like, yeah. like people are connecting to your music, like all over the place. So, yeah. it, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting to me, to hear, for me to hear that and also to hear like you're this place where now you're making music and putting out and like really struggling with like, who cares? Right. You know, I like, know. isn't that crazy? Like it is, it is. I, but you know, I think it, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm redefining yeah. quote unquote success mm-hmm. or whatever, making it, you know, that, that thing. Um, because I certainly, you know, at, at some point in my career, uh, would have loved to have been, you know, signed mm-hmm. to a, a label or, yeah. or whatever, whatever. I mean, that it's so dumb because, you know, it, what does that even mean? And and, and I there yeah, are anymore. a number of stories of really successful signed acts that, you know, the the management of the label changes and they're shelved, 
and it's and they're like you know Grammy award winning uh, artists or or and and the next record doesn't come out because the the A and R their A and R guy yeah. left yeah. you know and it's like man if that happens to them I, I don't have a I don't have a a chance in hell yeah. <laughs> you know so once I got over that you know it was really about putting things together that you know like the sweet remains we 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 did it because we loved it and we thought it was cool yeah and live from Laurel Canyon. I love that music. That music inspired me as a kid. And, and you know, and, and I think that that, I think that loving it uh, gets it over almost before it starts, right? Mm. Um, you will find some sort of success and, and fulfillment just in, in pursuing those projects, right? Yeah. I understand that, you know, certainly over the last couple of years, uh, how, the, how the industry has changed and, and how you monetize art or music, um, has changed and it and it's like the 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 last bastion of of hope um to be able to support yourself is to get out on the road mm. and and all these legacy artists uh are realizing that and mm. and so now the marketplace is even busier more competitive because mm. we're all fighting for the same stage so to speak and um and then you know with covid and yeah, i don't know it's just like man i can I get catch a break here, man? You know, yeah. uh, so. Well, yeah, I, I, I even think about like, okay, so you're releasing these EPs, the Steely Dan EPs, and like, mm -hmm. well, what does right. success look like for you right. when you release it? Like, well, and and you know, I, I still kind of pinch myself that that I was able to to buy this house with yeah. money that I made strumming a guitar and singing. Yeah. I mean that, I that does not, I I I, I still recognize that, yeah. you know, and the fact that. You know, last year, I don't know, eighty percent of my income it was gone in a flash. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't. I wasn't stressed about it. Like it wasn't a financial yeah. thing. You know, mm -hmm. it was more of just a sense of self thing. Yeah. Mental know? health. Mental health. Yeah. Man. And I've been, I've been taking that a lot more seriously and trying to tap into that and recognize that and. It's it's a real thing that I had written never really faced before. Mm. I, I'm a relatively easygoing guy and 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 optimistic and yeah you know, uh, but last year it was like whoa maybe I'm not as easygoing as I thought mm. and I need to you know like you know and you get into these these kind of like uh, I don't know these like little concentric circles and and you can't I couldn't get out of it you know. And it, and it, so when you say that, like it lays that thought process is like kind of, kind of spiraling well, just behavior, you know, like, mm. like you say, sometimes it's hard just to get outside and, and go yeah. on a hike. And, yeah. and, and that really helps my, my head, you know, just as much as my, uh, as my body. But, um, I've just would f find my behavior kind of going in this little tight circle and, and I, I needed to, you got to break out of it, man. You got to, you know, get outside. You got to, and all these little things that I guess you, we took for granted before when we were so busy and yeah. you don't have, I don't have time to think about my mental health or whatever. It's like, I just got to, now, now it's a, you really have to ch choose to do it. Yeah. Like you, know? you can't, you can't stay busy. Right. You can't really avoid right. the internal stuff that's right. going on. Like there's like all, all this space now. Right. And like, it sounds like it was really bubbling up for you and yeah, for like really sure. have to deal with it for the first time. Yeah. And, yeah. Wow. It's been a trip. Yeah, it's and and you know, um, you know, I guess thankfully, uh, you know, these these gigs are coming back, and I don't, I don't, I, I have less time, <laughs> you know, yeah. but that's not necessarily good, as 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 you know, it's like, just yeah, because so, you're busy and you're of not avoiding right. it, but you, it's just not 
staring you in, in the face, you know, every day. Yeah. So, I mean, like, have, have you processed much, like how you, how, as things start to gear up and you like become busy, how to not let that happen again? Like how to like tend to these parts of yourself that mm. need attention even, even now that you like have the, the option to be busy, like how to not fall in that trap again? Well, <clears throat> you know, as I said, I, I felt, I felt like, um, uh, so much of my happiness, uh, is tethered to playing, Yeah, you know? So it's kind of a, 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 a double-edged sword in the sense that I need the gigs to be happy. Sure. I need to perform to be happy, mm-hmm. but the, the, but the problem is, uh, you know, it also is a, is a, is a way uh, to avoid, you know, so I, I, I don't really know if I, if I'll be able to manage it or how I will manage it. I mean, I will manage it, but you know, yeah, I think it's tough. I mean, like there's things, there's things like, I mean like performing, right? Like as like, like that's kind of in us, you know, and it, and it, and it is a form of like self-expression that I think we need in order to like be, balanced Mm -hmm. you know and be fulfilled and like kind of like fulfilling this this need in us for self-expression and community um, yeah creativity like a lot of really great things Mm -hmm. and it can also like on the other side of it if it becomes our identity Mm -hmm. and we're like really relying on it to like have our sense of self that's Mm -hmm. when it gets really dangerous right because then if it goes away right like we're left with nothing right (laughs) well and this is something that you know podcasts that that we're listening to and and um, I mentioned Smartless, uh, which is great, and it, it's uh, J- uh, Jason Bateman, Sean Hayes, and Will Arnett. And almost every guest that they have, they ask that question. They say, mm-hmm. "How how much of of your happiness is is connected to your success?" Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because um, you know, in their field, acting, um, they there would be these long periods of, of no work. Yeah. Um, it's not like they can just go out and get a gig that, you know, they're mm-hmm. kind of waiting to be cast or whatever. Um, but it's just interesting that it's, it's not unique to very successful people or, or folks on our level or whatever, or different industries. It's, it's kind of this, this thing that, um, every industry at every level faces and it's, and it's a challenge I think on every level. Yeah. Um, making sure that you can be happy without mm-hmm. without um pursuing this this craft or 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 pursuing your career yeah yeah that's interesting i would phrase it a little bit differently i wouldn't necessarily say sense of happiness but like that sense of self mm-hmm. you know and like being like okay with like if i'm not able to do it or like right. still like retaining my sense of identity and mm-hmm. fulfillment or i am different from the performer right yeah I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. No, how to, no, I think know. that's true. I, I think for me, this crisis happened in a way like maybe four years ago. And it's when the thing that triggered it was when I um, finally like caved um, and and tried out for the voice. Oh, no shit. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, I mean, pe- you know, I mean, like how long has American Idol been big? I mean, my whole career. I mean, yeah, 15, at least 20. I don't know how long, but like yeah. ever since that show got big, I mean, you, I mean, you know, like people yeah. come up to you constantly and say, like, yeah. you need to be on the show. Right. Like right. you should do it. And it's right. so sweet. Right. You know, like the, the, they see that. But for me, it was like, that's that's not my thing. Right. Like like singing as a competition right. is not my idea of like who I am or how I want to do music or why I want to do music. And yeah. it just feels so strange. But so you went out to you went out to LA or something? I did, yeah. Did so, you get so we have some friends that mm-hmm. uh did the voice or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um and did did they like 
sometimes they'll like reach out to you and say you should come you, you mm-hmm. know, skip the line or whatever you don't have to wait in the in the in the cattle call yeah but you kind of skip a step or whatever yep Cool. Yeah, and that's why I did it because it was such a big like ego stroke. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, you want me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, okay then. <laughs> so I did. I went to I went to Vegas actually for like the second round. Okay. To skip the cattle call, and it was the strangest experience. I, I mean, like I've never auditioned for anything in my life. Yeah. And I didn't even realize that until I went, and it was just so like sterile and strange. Yeah. And it was in this studio, and they had a camera, and there was this big sign under the camera that said, smile. Oh, God. And and the guy was just like, I mean, he hated his job, right? Like, I mean, he was just, he did not care about me or what my music was. I mean, it was it was terrible. And I went in, and the first song that I sang was this, like, chandelier, this Sia tune, that's like, you know, party girls, don't get hurt. When will I learn? I mean, it's, like, really intense. And halfway through the first verse, he, like, snapped at me. Oh, God. And I'm, like, in it, right? Because that's the only way I know how to audition is just, like, embody the song and wow. sing with my whole heart and just live it. Yeah. And he snapped at me, and I was so startled. Yeah. And I just, like, like looked up, and he was just, like, frantically pointing at this sign, smile with this, oh, like, God. angry face. Like, look, <laughs> smile at this camera. And I was like, What? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to do that in this moment. Like oh sing God. this like song and smile at the camera, like mug for the kid. It was the strangest experience, but he was basically like, well, you've got some talent and you need to work on some stuff, but we'll put you through. So then they flew me out to Burbank and I stayed wow. in a hotel and like, you did, did the, the whole, whole thing. Like, like sequester thing. And the- not quite. So that was like the, f- I, I don't know final. I don't know, but it was the next round of like doing it for the execs of uh-huh. the show and the network. Uh-huh. So that was like, you know, being in that room, and oh God, my hands know. are sweating just thinking about it. Yeah, it was crazy. I've never done anything like that before. And it's, I went in. Well, it's it's not it's not from this. I mean, it's like it's not a world that, that we exist. like we're not. You can't we can't snap our fingers and, and do the thing like that. At least that's, oh, I, yeah. I can't do that. I mean, yeah. And I mean, and again, like my expectations were I mean, they were wonky. I think I, I it was a big step for me to even like go and say like, I will, I want to do this. Like that was like actually pretty vulnerable just to say I wanted something. Right. Right. You know? And, and there, there was a, a sense of like, even before I'd be like, that's not my thing. I'm not going to do that. Like I'm, I'm better than that and whatever. Right. And there was like, it almost shielded me from that disappointment. So right. it did feel really vulnerable. Like go out there and like actually try, you right. know, and actually like want to do it. But at the same time, I mean, I've seen that show and I just, I, it's hard to picture myself on a show like that, right. you know, like doing right. the things they make up. I'm like this, this is probably not going to work, but and the and the one thing um, that I've learned talking to to friends um, about the process, um, I feel like so much of it is about you have to have some sort of struggle, right? You have to oh the ha- story, yeah. You have to have a story, like a story that yeah. that I don't I don't know, like some 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 sad story that that you've overcome this this thing and now you're here. And, you yeah. know, I don't know. Is That's that probably true? I did mean, you it's, have it's, to do that stuff too, though. Like, I don't know if I really got that far. I mean, I probably could have told a story, right? <laughs> like, but on, so so the deal for me was like after that after that audition, they like you know called a bunch of people in the room and were like, hey, thanks for coming, but it's not going to work out. We're sending you home. Yeah, and and that was the first time, honestly, like in my whole life that someone has looked at me and said like, you're not talented enough. Right. Your voice isn't good enough to like be, do this thing. Oh and it's the first time I'm this, this sounds really like arrogant, but it's just true. Like I've never been in a room full of people and 
not been like one of the most talented people like right. singing wise right. in my life you right. know like and, right. and i realized how much i relied on that for my sense of identity right like just like that i am talented so even if i'm not the most mm -hmm. successful or the, the richest or most famous like i i i always kind of hold this mm -hmm. like if i'm in a big mm -hmm. group of people that i don't know i, I kind of always held it back like if they knew how talented i was right. if they heard me sing all of a sudden i would be really special right and that always happens right ha, like as ha, soon as ha. i'm as soon as i sing people they they're just attracted to talent and right. they kind of lift you up on this pedestal and that was so satisfying anytime I could do that, right. you know, go from being just a normie mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> to like, to like, Oh, like you have something really special. And I, yeah. so in that moment, I, it kind of reached the end of the line in a sense. Right. And I think I, I kind of had a choice at that point when I was going home, cause there was a part of me that wanted to make up a story of like, well, I wasn't this and they're looking for something or the audition was bad. It wasn't fair. Mm -hmm. And I felt like, no, I want to face this. Like mm. I actually want to like dig, like lean into the fact that I wasn't good enough for this thing. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't talented enough. Mm -hmm. And if there was a sense that like I needed to go through that process in order to like ground my identity and my worth and actually something that was, meaningful because mm -hmm. talent is you know it, it fades you know right. you lose it and there's always someone more talented yep so that kind of like for me that kind of started my journey of this idea of like i need to have my sense of self grounded in something different other than my talent and i never really realized how much i was relying on my talent to to feel okay you know to right. feel like i mattered do you feel like um i have you know we have we have friends uh who have kids and I feel like that's a good way to extend, mm -hmm. broaden your identity beyond, say, your 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 talents or your career. Like having having kids uh, would reinforce or um, um, expand your identity because now you're a father. Yeah. That that's now part of your identity, mm -hmm. and that's something that they can't, no one can fuck with, right? It's not a it's not a good or bad thing. It's just a, an aspect of your identity. And, and on some level, I'm, I'm envious of, mm. of people who have kids because now their identity is a little bit more multifaceted. Yeah. You know, but then, you know, I don't necessarily live a, live a lifestyle that would, <laughs> that is kind of conducive to having kids. But I, yeah. but that's, but that's something that I, that I think about or, you know, just rapping with mm. friends who, who have kids and, and, um, and especially like last year, um, what a good way to stay focused mm -hmm. uh, is to have someone else to care for. You know, you have to take care of them. So yeah. that's going to get you out of bed. That's going to get you out of the house. It's going to get you motivated. You know, that's a powerful motivating factor is this other human that I have to take care of, you know. Yeah. So. Wow. I, I That's just such a huge subject. Right. <laughs> I mean, like, but I think like having kids becoming a father changes me in like so many ways, like, mm -hmm. like pretty fundamentally, I think like it, it really forced me and I'll just like say me, cause I've only had one kid and I don't know what happens to other people, but I mean, it really did. Yeah. I think it, you're right. Like it did expand me to the point where I had to like, I had to take care of myself in order to take mm -hmm. care take of care someone of else. Yeah. Right. And that like, you know, for the last 10 years, that's been such a huge motivator for mm -hmm. me to, to care about myself and to take care of myself mm. in, in all, all these different ways. Mm. Cause it's not just me anymore, right? you know? And it's not just like someone, even like a spouse, like a spouse can leave if they right. want and right. they can take care of themselves. But this right. child, like 
they don't have a choice. They're stuck with me. So like any decision I make is really going to go on to them. And yeah, I really did expand like my capacity for a lot of things mm -hmm. and my motivation for a lot of things and yeah, my identity for sure. Mm -hmm. You know, like no matter what happens with all these other things, like right. being a father is, is really important to me. Right. And I mean, kind of everything I do is really geared towards like, I, I think, yeah, like being, being a better person and a better man so that I can be a better father and mm -hmm. a better partner. And mm -hmm. yeah, it's really core and central. Yeah. Which I don't think it's necessary to do those things, but it makes it a lot harder to be self-centered and right. selfish. Right. <laughs> yeah, know? for like, sure. And wallow in, you know, right. a lot of these like mental health stuff. Like I'm like, right. oh, this is a problem. You know, like right. I, I really need to dig myself out of like whatever like shit that I'm going through because it's yeah. really affecting someone that doesn't have a choice. Right. To be here right. right. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's it's yeah. That's that's that is its whole its own podcast, I think. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, well, uh, barring any, any questions you have for me, yeah. uh, I appreciate your time. Yeah, this was really fun. Good to see you, man. It was really good. You got me out of bed. <laughs> 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 no, it's, it has been great, man. It's been great to see you and, and, um, see you more often than, than usual and hear you and hear you playing and, and yeah. glad to hear that you're getting back out there and cause the world needs more. Mm. Obadiah Parker. Mm -mm. You know what I mean? That's sweet. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm excited to do this show. I, mean, I, I like, you know, be, doing collaborations and yeah. getting to hang out with, with other singer songwriters. Like we talk about all the time, like when we're working all the time, we just never see each yeah. other because yeah. we're always working. So right. it's, it's been really nice to like have some, have some downtime. And I mean, in the middle of the pandemic, I wasn't seeing anybody, but right. now that it's kind of like opening up a little bit more, yeah. um, just hanging out with, with you guys. There's such an incredible community of singer songwriters really, in town. They're such really, sweet people and yeah. talented. And it's so nice to see just people and sit in, yeah. you know, and collaborate yeah. and just have fun. It's that's, really that's something that I, <clears throat> that I, I'm always thinking about, uh, how fortunate we are to, to live in a city with, with some real talented motherfuckers, yeah. you know, I yeah. mean, and, and uh, quite a, a, a deep range, uh, you know, not just singer-songwriters, but great guitar players. I mm -hmm. mean, just fantastic musicians. And and as you say, the, uh, just a sweet uh, community of people mm -hmm. that are looking to support each other. And yeah. I just think it's rad. I think that I think that we're really fortunate. And you know, we have some awesome stages. Uh, you know, we've mentioned the MIM, but but um, you know, we have a bunch of great performing arts centers mm -hmm. in this town and. And, and yeah, I think we're really lucky. Yeah. And there's work, man. And that's something that I, I wasn't finding yeah. before I moved out here. Um, you know, living in, in Massachusetts, there just, there isn't the amount of work to, to be able to support yourself if you wanted it. Yeah. You know, so anyway, way to go, Phoenix. Yeah. You really did a great job. <laughs> <laughs> I did have one question for you. Oh, you want to back up? I don't know if you've Let's talked because I haven't listened to your podcast because you actually haven't released I it haven't yet. I haven't released it yet. I know. <laughs> so have you talked about like kind of why you're doing this or like I, I'm curious as to how that fits in with like some of the stuff we've talked about and well I I, I think it just w was born from having conversations with friends you know mm -hmm. and um, I don't I mean obviously there's no like it's not topic driven podcast you know on on some level I want to just rap with my friends about things that that we find important. Um, I want to shed some some light on on my friends uh, who uh, you know or, or fans who might not know some of the backstory. Like uh, I like talking shop, you know, yeah. and and um, 
so this this just made sense you know i had this i had all this really professional gear lying around <laughs> and um i said well let's just you know hang and 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 rap and see where it goes and yeah. and maybe you know whether we talk about music or not it, it doesn't really matter um but it'll just be fun and 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 laid back and and um cool yeah. i'm excited to listen to it when it comes yeah out. i'm psyched i've i've uh i have a bunch in the in the ready to go and um you know we you know as we just mentioned there's a there's a bunch of people in this music community that i'd yeah. love to have an hour and just rap yeah. you know so that's it so the story goes uh thanks for being here well thanks so much for having me it's really cool